0: an unfiltered uncensored raw storytelling podcast i'm tired and angry but somebody should be welcome to another episode of my ugly truth podcast save me a prayers Hey guys, welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast. And I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys a warning about this episode. This is probably going to be one of the most weirdest, um, deepest, but not in a experience way. I mean deep as in to some science right now. And theories. So this episode we're going to talk about what the divine is. And how manifestation with the law of attraction works. I'm just going to go over some things. If you guys have any questions or you guys want to send me a message about anything that I say on here that you guys don't understand or need more in-depth information, send me an email at myuglytruthpodcast at gmail.com or you can send me a message on Instagram at my podcast. And you know, I love hearing from my listeners. So whenever you guys message me, I always write back. So if you guys have any questions or you want to give me some feedback about this episode, send me a message or email me. All right. So episode 43. So this is how I got into my spiritual awakening and believing and manifesting and trusting the universe, letting go of that control, or at least I try to, and when I say universe, universe to me is god jesus holy spirit angels it's all godly things because he is the universe i grew up as a christian my whole life i was in a spanish church from the age of like six until 19 In a spanish church were like friday saturday sunday and wednesdays for like three hours so i did my time (laughs) but now at my age my religion quote-unquote is more my relationship with the divine what is divine all right so divine is a belief of the spirituality that is relating to god or godly things in a spiritual aspect so it's a lot bigger than us divine is all that is god the universe heaven angels my angel guides my spiritual guides my jesus my god my higher self too what do i mean by my higher self okay so my higher self is my soul that is already in heaven Because heaven is timeless. What is going on now has already happened. So do I believe that my soul is looking down on me doing my dirty work of learning lessons here on earth? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. My higher self is talking down to me while I'm in this world. The 3D world. What is the 3D? The 3D is our physical world right now while on earth. My 3D world right now, I'm a mother, I'm a single parent... I have two boys and my name is Angie. That is who I am in the 3D on earth. There's another aspect of 5D and that is where everything divinely happens. 5D is where people would consider heaven. 5D is where our higher self is and always is. 5D is everything we we learned in church, depending on your religion, I guess, but I was a christianity pentecostal is what the 5d is so everything that you read in the bible about that happens in heaven and what's going on with angels and certain angels that's all 5d to me and i'm gonna go ahead and let you guys know these are all my beliefs because i'm a person that i have to research and i have to look up some information and then I'll give it room for it to be true, but for me to actually believe it to the point where I'm having a spiritual awakening and it's changing me completely who I am, I must believe in it a lot more than just, oh, okay, it could be true. I I really believe what I'm saying is true, and a lot of people out there believe it as well. I, I mean, it's crazy. All my episodes about twin flame journeys and all that stuff, everything about spirituality or tarot readers, are my biggest episodes, well of course, besides the Casper episode, but are my biggest episode because it is so big. And I don't know if a lot of you guys actually know this, but if you go on YouTube and you just put spirituality or put spirituality awakening or spirituality journey, it's amazing how many people out there are just talking about this topic. So it's not uncommon to believe this stuff. It's not uncommon to read about all the information they have out there. Just be careful because online does have some weird information about journeys and how your twin flame can be your dog. Yeah, I don't know about that. But again, I'm just giving you my opinion on what I think these are since this is a spiritual episode. So because like I said, heaven is timeless, there's a higher version of ourselves up there and it's all in one. That's what divine means to me. But when I started believing that side of spirituality, quote unquote, I guess you can say, it changed my aspect in life and everything that I do. And that was after my red hair phase. I learned that not long ago, what a divine twin flame is. If you hear my episodes, you'll know that I am a divine counterpart. What is a twin flame? All right, I'll put a timestamp on the bio of this episode because I'm going to get into what I believe a twin flame is. And I'm going to give you some examples of why I believe that. And I'll put a timestamp so you guys can listen to that towards the end. And also another, um, a psychologist who is all about spiritual awakening and the twin flame journey. I'm going to put a little um, voice memo about him explaining if you're questioning who your twin flame is he gives the the top five signs of realizing who your twin flame might be and not everyone has one but we'll get to that later so just check out the timestamp. but like i always say i fall down i don't do things the way i know i should i am human and i fall back down I get myself back up and I fall back down, because it's like telling a Christian to not sin. You're gonna sin. It's just part of humanity. That's just try to practice what I preach. But some days it's a little harder than others. So. I'm going to fall back down and I'm going to get back up. And then I asked myself, what would my divine higher self say to me right now? And I think I'm like, well, better version of Angie would say, get back up and try again. You're not quitting. You're going to get it done because I'm persistent as fuck. I will be so persistent to the point where I annoy myself. I'm the most persistent person I know. And everybody, (laughs) everyone that knows me very well can say that. But that's really when I started working on myself. I got a message on Instagram the other day and... One of my listeners said that she did a bucket list while she was on a cruise. Because of one of my episodes, I recommended people to do that. And one of the things that she put down on her number one was she wanted to purchase a home. She's a single parent. And she wanted to buy a home she wrote me this message the other day which i didn't even know she did a bucket list but she wrote me about how she made a bucket list when she was on a cruise just a few months ago and she said and not only did i try it because i was never a believer i would tell her like what's your zodiac sign and she's like what does does that even matter i'm like oh my god girl yeah it literally transformed her opinion on what i speak about because she said i'm literally closing on my house this week and I was just like I was having a bad day that day and when she messaged me that I think it was like a Friday night but she messaged me that and I was like oh my god I wanted to cry like because my words were powerful that it it literally had someone write down their bucket list and manifested something into the universe again when I say universe the divine to god whatever you want to call it is the fact that someone did exactly what I did and they're experiencing that joy that I did And that's amazing that I could guide someone to get what they wanted, like a house. I mean, if anyone's bought a house before, which I have, it's such an accomplished feeling. I mean, I can't imagine how happy she is because everyone wants to buy their own home. But the fact that she manifested it is like a triple bonus to getting what you want. So why does that work? Why does writing down a bucket list of things you want to accomplish in your life within the next five, 10 years, or even before you die, why does that work? Okay, because everything you think or say or feel becomes your reality. You know, vibration. You know when somebody's like, oh, I'm not pretty enough, and you look at them like, automatically you think, wow, they're so insecure. That's the vibe you're throwing out there. When you're calling yourself stupid, which I always tell my kids, like, don't call yourself that. Don't ever say that out loud and don't think it in your head either because you're manifesting what you're saying If you're saying i'm never gonna get this job. I'm never gonna get this. It's never gonna happen That's it because that's all we believe is what we throw out Why do you expect us to get what we want when we say negative things about ourselves if I? Want a husband, but I don't think I deserve a husband. Do you think that the vine is gonna give me a husband? No, he's gonna be like we got some work to do because you need to think that you deserve it. And then, once you've learned your lessons, then I'll give it to you. But I'm not giving it to you for free. That is one thing that makes it worth it, too. When you work for something that you deserve, it's so much better than someone just giving it to you. Like I tell my my 12-year-old all the time. Isn't it better to save the money or work for it and then buy that toy or whatever you want? Than just me giving it to you. And he's like, no, I just still want it. I'm like, okay, because your mind's not mature yet, but it is. It's just an accomplished feeling. It's like a self worthy, self esteem feeling. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but whenever you write down on a piece of paper, whether with a pen or a laptop, you've got to focus. And that's what you're doing when you're writing down. You're focusing what you're writing. You're saying it in your head, but also putting it out in the physical, in the 3D in earth where we're at right now keep up with me guys (laughs) I swear it it will make sense I promise so when you write something down you're giving it focus there's something about sitting down and collecting your thoughts and then translating them onto paper You're making it real what you're thinking. It's not just a thought because a lot of people don't tell people what their bucket list is. Me, I've never been to Paris. I would really want to go to Paris. But I don't write it down anywhere. So writing it down, it makes it more real. That's where lies the secret to manifesting with writing. The focus of attention. Whatever you put your attention on grows. Just like vision boards. They always say make a vision board because every morning when you wake up, you see it. It it reminds you not only that, it's like, It makes it real. When you write down, all of your attention is on creating those words that you put down on paper. It's also the intent or the energy that you're putting into them. Have you ever said a certain sentence and you're like, I can say this in different ways and I can make you believe different things about it. Like you can say something very angrily or you can say something very cheerful. People will take it with the tone that you give it. See energy as tone. What tone do you want to give when you're writing those intentions? That focused energy is why writing things down to manifest work your desire should be in that tone that's how you manifest it now when you start adding doubt when you start writing that and you start thinking right after that's never gonna happen oh I'd have to have a million dollars to do that it's not gonna happen then you can't think like that you have to be positive and that's why whenever I write my bucket list stuff I write it down as a story I will write down one day I will ice skate at Rockefeller one day I will see the San Francisco bridge which I'm naming things that I've done. It won't be, I wish I go here. It says one day I will, I will, I will. You can start your sentences with I will if you like. The thing about desire is once you have it, the fulfillment of the desire is yours everything that you're writing down with desire tone you just got to keep the positive mindset that it's going to happen you don't know if it's gonna happen today tomorrow a year or two but you know when you look at that list in a couple of years you're gonna get it done that's that's the mindset you need to go with it but what most people do is that they get a desire enjoy it for a split second and then they'll shoot it down and they'll say oh it's never gonna happen yeah then I'd have to do this and that and I don't have I don't have the money or the time to do that Well, writing works because in that moment, you're writing down your desire. So your attention is on your desire, not on your doubts, but still focus with your thoughts, positivity, like don't think anything negative, but because you're writing it down, you don't give it room thought of negativity or those doubts. So that's why writing it down works because you're giving it energy to something so positive that you're writing down that you want done. Since you're giving it attention, it has no choice but to grow into an actual manifestation sooner or later so what you do when you write down these bucket lists is you give it details (laughs) please give it details what you want to manifest because not too long ago I didn't write this down, but I was speaking to my girlfriend. I said, I want to meet someone who is so obsessed with me, who just wants to be with me, who doesn't block me, but blows me up if I'm mad or if I don't want to talk to them. They're just always up my ass. Well, guess what? I met someone right after that who was literally like that. And I totally forgot that I even said that sentence. And my girlfriend was like, hey, you manifested this. And I was like, holy fuck. I did. I did manifest this because my desire of wanting that so bad was in that sentence when I said it to her the first time, but I wasn't detailed about it. So please be detailed what you want, because if you just want A husband with a lot of money, I mean, you might get a sugar daddy. So just be very detailed. (laughs) Just saying. Just be detailed, please. For my sake. God, I, I learned that the hard way. The reason manifestation works best and faster when you say it with a firm affirmation is because you're making it seem like it's real. Even though to you it's not real, that is what you want the end goal to be. So as long as you're giving that attention and you're writing it down and you're putting it like it's going to happen or it has happened, like I am, I will, you're giving given it power, that statement alone. I would meditate after doing that bucket list as well, but I will say that meditation is something I just recently got more into because I wasn't great at quieting my mind, but I've gotten better at it. So if you guys haven't meditated, you can look up some YouTube videos on how to meditate, but If not, that's totally fine. But I feel like meditating will help. I would meditate before the bucket list because then it clears your mind from those negativity thoughts that you might get when you're writing these down. Also, the last step of all this is once you're done with writing that bucket list, you forget about it. Yeah, it's the detachment that actually makes it work. So you write down the positive affirmation that you want done and you let it go. You don't give your logical mind room to begin questioning whether or not this is actually going to happen. You don't start thinking of all these things that can sabotage it. You let it go, write it down, put it somewhere. And that's what happened to me. I actually found my bucket list. I did one in 2013 and I found my bucket list like in 2015 and I started like checking off things like holy crap, I bought my own house. Oh my God, I went to San Francisco. I got to see the Pacific Ocean i went on a cruise with my man my second husband left me on a cruise for our honeymoon and he decided he didn't want to get on it i manifested all these bucket lists because i wasn't focused i honestly forgot some of the things i wrote down so just forget about it because then you don't start overthinking about it which overthinking is such a hard thing for me so i would have to hide it so i don't look over it all the time honestly i just did a bucket list last in the end of 2019 and i couldn't tell you where it's at because i moved i probably will find it one day and i actually do have a bucket list that i need to cross off of there but i'll find it you'll always find your bucket list so yeah detach from it so you don't start overthinking about it i've accomplished 36 of 50 of my bucket list within five years Yeah, it took me five years, but 36 of 50 things I wanted to do, that's not bad. And that wasn't even when I was in my spiritual awakening. So I must've thought some negative stuff on those other ones that I didn't get done. I marked 36 things off the 50 items of my bucket list and it took five years, but guess what? I did it. And seeing the little things like that come true, when you took a random chance to see if it was real, if it could happen, that's when that desire inside you really starts to start your spiritual awakening when you start seeing that manifestation works you're like holy shit this is real well i want to get deeper in it because if i got something that i've been wanting by manifesting something with law of attraction what else can i get what else can i do i mean we're all humans we all want what we want so that is when it really started and when you get to check off that bucket list number that you wrote down you really wanted to get done before you die it's such an amazing feeling it's those happy tears that i was talking about not all of us cry over happy tears but that's the best cry and the best feeling i would rather cry from happy tears of joy than be in love i love that feeling the crying because you're so happy that's that feeling i got that done me no one else and i put stuff on my bucket list that other people promised me but i was gonna do it for myself and i did it all by my damn self And no one can take it from me. And that's why it feels good, because no one can take that from me. Yeah. My love life, do I want it manifested? Yeah. Soon, my knight in shining armor, wherever he's at, will come. Will it be my twin flame? I don't know. There's free will out there. And honestly, currently, today, what I think about the ending, me ending up with my twin flame, I think is not going to happen. I don't think I'm going to end up with my twin flame, because... I have free will and, and he has free will. And people, when they have free will, you make the decision. You, at the end of the day, you make a decision about your life. If someone tells you right now, hey, you're going to marry this person, this person at this age and have kids, you can automatically stop that by not dating. That's free will. So everyone has free will, but it all depends to how in-depth you are with your spiritual journey. Because if you really believe in spirituality and manifesting and the law of attraction, it's gonna be very hard to do free will. And that's why I say, do I think I'm gonna end up with my twin flame? Not because of my free will, but I think because of his free will. Because my spiritual journey is a lot more advanced than theirs. But until then, I want to make myself happy. I want to make myself proud. And I wanna live this life and not waste it. I don't wanna live every day, wasting, just going to work and coming home, going to work and paying bills. I want to live life. And those moments of happy tears when you're crying because you got something done, or I'm sitting there in the ice skating rink looking up at the golden man in New York, that was a feeling that no one can take away from me. And I've been wanting that feeling since I was eight years old. So imagine wanting something for decades. And I mean, I'm not that old, but for years, getting it it's it's so addicting it's a great feeling and I want more of it now to the divine twin flame topic I want you to listen to this voice memo and then I'm gonna go over what I believe twin flame is with my examples
1: your twin flame is gonna trigger your spiritual ascension and it's not what you think it is here's number one doubt doubt is actually a huge indicator that you've met your twin flame here's why your twin flame is going to trigger spiritual growth in you and it's going to be fucking painful. Here's number two, dark night of the soul. And this is the one thing that happens that you can't mistaken. If this happens to you, that you've met your twin flame. I'll tell you about my experience and we'll see if it resonates. We came together, it was magical, it was amazing, there's this bubble at the beginning. It was about four weeks and that's when the trouble started. Four weeks is not that long for you to be triggered by somebody up to, let's say somebody that's doing something or doing things to you or whatever that are not like okay things to do. You would think, I mean, that would suck and maybe you'd be like a little upset about it. You know, depending on what they did, right? This person, oh no. This person triggers the fuck out of you. Like you've never been triggered in your life. Oh my God. And then maybe after a couple of months, they get tired of it and they walk away. Well, goodbye Twin Flame, thank you for everything. And this is different. Like my whole life is just meaningless. I've lost all purpose. Like my will to live is all but gone. I would get home from work. You know, I couldn't do basic shit like eat or brush my teeth or anything, okay? Lay on the fucking bed. That's it, no TV, nothing. I would start bawling and not just like a little bit of crying. I was like bawling and breathing so hard that I would hyperventilate and like screaming into my pillow at the top of my fucking lungs in a desperate rage in the fetal position. And this would go on for hours. And then when I woke up after a whole hour of sleep, I would just stare at the fucking ceiling. And I could not think about anything but my twin flame, nothing but her. I could not go back to sleep. And it was just like, like a billion, million, trillion miles an hour. And that's the other thing is the obsessive thinking. What the actual fuck is up with the obsessive thinking? I'm telling you right now, you've never experienced anything like it, my friends. There is nothing else like it on this earth. It's so bad. I can't even describe like the quantity And the intensity of the thinking is just completely off the scales. You don't know what I'm talking about. You probably have not met your twin flame. Almost guarantee it. It's horrible. And by the way, it lasts all the time, all the time, all the time. Now, the length of time is different for everybody. But for me, it was about 6 months before I could even start to recover. I went on like this every day. Dragged my ass to work. Living in this sense of meaninglessness I'd be sitting at my desk at work, always on the verge of tears. I would have to get up and leave multiple times a day to go cry. You can't stop thinking, you can't stop thinking. It's insane and you're talking to everybody about it. You're checking their social media, five, 10 times a day, literally. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like any text message you get from them is like a drop, I just need a drop of communication for them. It's like, it's like you're in a desert and there's water, like two drops of water, No, oh, please, oh God, I need it. You got a text message from them. You guys, I'm not being melodramatic or funny at all. This is exactly what it was like for me and all the people who I know have actually met their other self, their twin flame. Why am I acting like this? This is not normal at all. And people that you talk to about it are like, dude, you really need to forget about this person. And you can't. They don't understand. You don't understand. It was awful. Here's sign number three physical pain. For me, it was my heart. And it was this weird heartache. I've never experienced that before. Number four coming across twin flame information. Now I'm just gonna tell you my story and we'll see if it resonates. Like she cut me off, finally stopped talking to me. And that made it worse. And that really put me over the edge. Like I wasn't already. I just remember thinking like, I've got to figure out what the fuck is up with this? What the fuck is this connection? Why am I acting insane? Got to be a reason it's happening to me. I get on Google and I typed in the only thing I could think of and I started reading and I was just like, holy shit like everybody that's drawn to twin flames is drawn there for a reason you're drawn to twin flame information because your soul is trying to get your attention Um, a lot of people report seeing signs and numbers all the time that's a thing that does not happen to everybody it does happen to several an increase in telepathic experience it doesn't happen to everybody but it happens to several this is different you don't just walk away from it after a couple of fucking months it haunts you forever some some people I talk to They've been dealing with this for years, and the person keeps coming back and going and coming back and going and it triggers them and it never leaves you alone. It always haunts you. Why? Any other breakup and I'd be cool. I could forget about the person. Not this time. Which brings me to number five. And this is the most important one. You just know. You just know. This is not like any other breakup ever. And you just have this knowing that you guys are gonna be together. How can you know that? That you're gonna be together. At the end, I can tell you from my coaching experience, it doesn't have to be that way. You can choose somebody else. That's a thing that does happen. But why do you feel that knowing? Well, it's because this person is your soul. They are you. You have this knowing that you're gonna be together because you already are. (laughs) You are one being.
0: The general theory is twin flames are two people who are split into two different bodies, but share the same soul. Some people believe that we don't have half a soul. Some people believe it's the same soul. I believe it's the same soul. I'm not a half of anything. If anyone knows me, snap, snap, I'm not a half of anything, I'm a whole. But twin flames make soulmates look poorly totally disposable, in comparison, they're pretty much like soulmates on crack. You'll probably have many soulmates, but there's only one twin flame, and not everyone has a twin flame because it all depends on what you're meant to be doing on this time while we are here on Earth on 3D. Like Chris Pline's says, the founder of DatingScout.com, a twin flame purpose is to help you teach each other and grow. Twin flames are two people that have united to teach each other the profound lessons to love. Yourself. This is what Kara Kovacs said, the New York City relationship expert in the New York Times. For the longest time, I thought when people were like, oh my God, my husband makes me better, or when I hear people saying, that person made me a better person. I always thought that they had a perfect life, like white picket fence relationship, rarely fought, rarely had flaws in their relationship. But I actually recently, within the past year, I learned that image that I put of that perfect relationship. Like when people say, that person made me a better person I thought that image was like a perfect relationship and I realized that my biggest heartbreak the person people would think I should hate that hurt me so bad that no one in this world has hurt me like this person has so badly actually made me a better person with all of their flaws and all of our relationship flaws he made me so much better than who I was he made me grow he made me learn what real unconditional love is and he made me learn to love myself, and he made me a better person. And I'm not, I don't wanna give him all credit because I had to do all the dirty work, but if I never met my twin flame, I would've never know what it feels like to love unconditionally and to want to make myself better. And it's a self-care journey as well. Twin flame relationships don't always last a lifetime. We get in a relationship with our twin flame, and then the divine steps in and separates the two, And that's when the self-care personal growth starts. So you can be with a twin flame for four months, six years, one year, ten years. But at one point, the divine comes in between, if you want to call it God or the universe, whatever you call it, comes in between, separates the both of you, breaks you guys up. And that is where the real self-care journey starts. That personal growth is when it starts. That's when you start working on yourself, either your spiritual growth or you start working more on your career. Doing things that you need to do in your life because you're not happy where you're at. And that is also a reason why it's affecting those relationships because we're not whole ourselves with everything that we feel like. We need to love ourselves more. We need to be more successful. At my age, I should be like this. All that, we need to learn within ourselves. We need to grow. If we want a good relationship, we need to bring that to the table as well. Sometimes twin flames reunite, like the old people in the notebook. You know, they die together at old age, but not always because there's free will, like I said earlier. And depending on our belief of our spiritual journey, like I said, I am more spiritual than my twin flame is. So am I going to reject when the divine tells me that I am meant to do this journey? No because i'm very into my spirituality is someone going to say no to the divine when they say this is your journey this is what you need to do if they don't even know what manifesting is or the law of attraction or what spirituality is even about no they're not going to they're gonna be like i'm gonna do whatever i want that's free will so depending on free will you guys end up together or not okay so i'm going to go ahead and give you some of the signs that you have a twin flame or you've met your twin flame we define twin flame as those whose souls have agreed to reincarnate together across many lifetimes the purpose of this twin flame journey or union you want to call it is to help each other to spiritually grow expand so one of the signs is an intense magnetic attraction to each other. Another one is you have a feeling that they're going to play a very important role in your life without even knowing, which is so funny because the night that I met my twin flame, I looked at him and I told my girlfriend, I said, that person is gonna be so huge in my life. And I didn't even know what I was saying. But now remembering that I was a little like my mind is blown thinking like I underestimated the phrase when I said he's going to mean a lot in my life. That sentence alone, this person's going to be a very important person in my life. It was like challenge accepted. At that time, I didn't know anything about the spiritual awakening. Actually, right when I met him is when I did this bucket list. So They always say when you meet your twin flame, there's something that you're starting up with your spirituality. That's another sign. Your strengths and weaknesses perfectly balance each other. You also share the same values, desires, and dreams. Like if you both want to get married, the other person wants to get married too. Or if you both want to have kids, the other person wants to have kids too. If you both agree a lot about life-term goals, your twin knows you better than anyone else in this world. Like the back of my hand, that's all I'm going to say. You have a connection together. Like it's not just, oh, he's my boyfriend or he's my husband. It's that's my best friend or that is my teacher. You know, when people say that's my person, it's so much deeper meaning than that just significant other. Like that's my person, like that's the one. In my situation, we always call each other best friends. He was my best friend. I mean, he was the one I always wanted to tell things to and, and I could be myself with, which is another sign. You can be authentically yourself to this person. I mean, I rather not look like shit when I was around him, but I could be around him looking like dog shit and he would always think I was beautiful. Like last couple times that we communicated over FaceTime, he'd be like, take that makeup off. I wanna see the real you. And I'm like, ugh. You don't get that a lot, you know, like you don't get that confirmation when someone loves who you are because you see yourself every day and you're like, oh, I need to do my hair. I need to fix my makeup. Us girls, you know, but when someone appreciates you without having to do anything, it's such a deep bond feeling. Also, there is synchronicities between you. For example, there'll be a certain number that you might see that that person sees all the time or a specific logo that only you can resonate it with that person and you see it in a different state where it's not even sold and you see it all the time stuff like that or you ended up your first date was at 1111 1111 is another synchronicity that's out there um also the number 8 because it's the infinity symbol which you guys all know about my 808 I started seeing 808 right when I met my twin flame and I never stopped seeing it since So there's also a birthday synchronicity. This doesn't mean that your twin flame has the same birthday as you. It just means that there's something particular about their birthday. Not all, but most are the same element sign. Like I'm an air sign they're an air sign a good portion of them are the same zodiac sign like mine is the same zodiac sign but if it's not the same zodiac it's at least the same element um also numerology adds up There's synchronicity to numerology so for example i'm a life path nine how do you get your life path number you add by one digit your birthday so my birthday is june 6 1986 so i would add six plus six plus one plus nine plus eight plus six that ends up being 36 three plus six is 9 so you make it into a one digit number then you'll know what your life path and you can look up online what it means very resonating I actually went over with my mom and we did like my kids and then we did hers and my dad's and did my brothers and it was crazy how accurate it was so it said they say when you add your life path number so add my birthday add your twin flames birthday and you add those two numbers together, it will end up being one of your life path number. So I'm a nine, this person's a seven, it ends up being a number seven when we add our numbers together because nine plus seven is 16 and one plus six is seven. And they say whatever life path number it adds up, that's the person that is leading that twin flame journey. When you first meet this person, the way it happened is so serendipity. So I was on an online dating site years ago and I was in New Jersey visiting my family for Thanksgiving. My twin flame was in Maryland visiting his family. Somehow, because I've never seen this guy before on the app, I've never seen him on social media, I have never seen him on my phone, like his image on my phone, I've never seen him. Somehow, I'm driving through Virginia because my parents drove... From Florida to New Jersey, yeah, I know it sucked. I'm driving back from New Jersey, and we're going through Virginia, probably the closest mile radius to Maryland. And my mile radius picked him up. And when I looked at his profile, it said he was lived in Jacksonville Beach. Now I'm like, how is this guy's mile radius picking up right now when I'm in Virginia? Because I looked at my GPS. I'm like, where am I? And it was like Virginia. And I'm like, how is it picking him up? But yet it says he's from Jacksonville Beach. I'm like, oh, my mile radius must be off and it must be going off of the mile radius back home. No, it was accurate. So when we started talking through the app, I was like, why did your mile radius like not pick you up while I was in Jacksonville, but it's picking you up right now and I'm driving by Virginia. He's like, oh, I'm in Maryland visiting family. So I automatically thought this guy was like a catfish. There's no way in hell this guy is real. So I was like, where do you live in Jack's Beach? Just to see if he knew what the streets were. And he seemed legit. And that's how I met him. I met him through a dating app when I put mile radius in Jacksonville. It did not pick him up, but it picked him up while I was passing like 30 minutes probably away from where he was at the time I was driving back from Thanksgiving. That is a serendipity situation. The way you guys meet will be so off the wall, like weird. Like that was weird. We should have never met, but that was weird. And when we became friends on Facebook, we had no mutual friends. So I'm like, this is even more weird. Like, are you real? That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, this guy can't be real. You'll feel with this person as though that you finally found home. Like that person is your safe place. That person's your home. That's that feeling. And I can say this because I've been married, I've been divorced, I've been married, I've been divorced, I've been engaged. I've had a lot of relationships in my life and I can tell you right now, no one has felt like home to me but my twin flame. You're able to be your authentic self without the fear of rejection or being judged. I mean, I, I would look at him and he'd be like, don't look at me right now, I look like crap. And he's like in my zebra bathrobe. And I didn't see anything wrong. Like there was no flaw. And he would do the same thing with me. And it's not all about physical. Like, I mean, at one point, you know, had a family dispute um, from episode four with with my co-parenting situation. And he saw me handcuffed and he had no judgment on it. No judgment at all that... Like there's just no judgment in our flaws. I remember when I first dated him, I was so ashamed to tell him something that happened just recently before that. And when I told him it was like nothing. And that felt good, just not being judged. Like when you're afraid to tell somebody, oh, what if they're gonna think of me after I tell them this? Like there's no facial expression of disapproval. That's that real authentic self you can be. You both embody the yin and yang. Thing one, thing two, <laughs> let's just put it that way. It's your dark side that balance by their light side. So my dark side balances their light side. Like my dark side, I'm very passionate. I'm very confrontational. He's more quieter, more in his head than speaking it like I do. And yet his flaws, it balances each other out. They make you a better person and you make them a better person. He made me a better person because I'm a different, complete person now than I was before. I think I made him a better person because he had to work on himself as well. He had to do things that he prevented for years to get done as an adult. And I bring out things that trigger him. That's another sign you bring each other's triggers out. Only that person can do or say something and it will irritate the shit out of you. But no one else can do that. That's another sign. <laughs> when you both are attached, but you don't feel like you're tied down. In other words, you still maintain your freedom even though you might be in a relationship with them. Like whenever I was with this person, I, would, I could be myself. As long as no one was interrupting our time together, we had the best times ever because I didn't feel like I was walking on edge shells i didn't feel like i had to be a certain person i could be myself but yet i was committed to this person so for me as a gemini which he's a gemini as well we feel tied down when we get restricted or or rules but i didn't feel like that with him you're also tuned into their energy and they are in tune with yours this means when you both are very conscious of the energy you can tell in the connection you're both highly intuitive with each other like there's a couple of times where in separation I would email him and he would be like I was just emailing you or you know when you're about to pick up the phone and you're like oh my god I was just going to call that person. You get those signs a lot. You both connect deeply and mirror each other. Your twin flame is a mirror of what you fear. For example, if you are a highly strong person, your twin flame will most likely be relaxed and messy. Where it comes the triggering thing, I was saying. If you like to play the victim, your twin flame will be a strong character who refuses to give you pity or sympathy. If you are creatively repressed, your twin flame will be flourishing artists. In this way, our twin flame challenges us and frustrates us, but also teaches us important lessons about our fears our core wounds their fights and separations are very painful the worst pain you will ever feel because it's like a part of you being away from you it's like if you got your leg cut off you're always going to feel the agony of that leg it doesn't just go away it's just like that but in a spiritual way with your twin flame you're always gonna feel their energy or you're always gonna feel that powerful connection that you had with them because it doesn't go away because they're a part of you just like that leg if it was removed you would still think and feel like it's there, but it's not they feel familiar in a way That you can't quite explain but you feel instantly very comfortable with them And I remember when we started first dating he was like I've never felt like this about someone and it's weird because when you start dating someone and you're both on the same page You don't question each other. Hey, are we together? Do you feel the same as me? No, Like we both knew. We never had insecurities in the beginning. We didn't have to question. It was like, every time I wanted to hang out with him, he was asking me if I wanted to hang out. Every time that he would say something, I would say exactly what he wanted to hear. And ever since we met, we were inseparable. Like Any chance that we got to see each other, we did. And and he even said to me, he's like, this connection, I've never felt like this with anyone else. Also, there's a lot of parallel life situations there's some similarities to how you grew up. So for instance, it says like distance. So at one point he lived in a town called Cherry Hill, in New Jersey, which is not that far away from where I lived in New Jersey. They say that, but there's like a similarity. Cities where you grew up that you're like, wow, I didn't know you lived right by there, I did too. That was weird, so that's another sign. The mirror light quality is also responsible for some of the drama you will likely encounter with your twin flame. Everything that we have spent our lives running from or denying is suddenly in front of us. Not that long ago, like last month, I went through something that I was so judgmental about my twin flame's flaw. My twin flame, when I met him, he had a flaw, and I'm not gonna get into details because I'm not ready to talk about this yet. And I didn't like it and I kind of looked down on him about it and it's something that happened to me recently And that made me laugh because they say with your twin flames a mirror Everything that you don't like about them is something you don't like about yourself or why did they do this? Later you're gonna ask yourself. Why did I do this and it's the same thing there? It is same flaws apparently we're the yin and yang your childhood will be completely opposites you were raised in a very different way. So I'm not from a divorced parent dynamic. He is, but I have different childhood wounds, I guess you can say, than he does. One of you is more soulful, mature than the other and often serves as a teacher. So one of you is always going to be more into your spiritual journey. The most growth you ever experienced has been with them. That person made you grow more than anybody else has. No other friendship or relationship has transformed you as deeply as that one has. Amen. I'll choose to that. Your twin flame doesn't try to change you. They accept you for who you are and what stage you're at and encourages you to do the same for yourself. Together, you both feel driven towards a higher purpose. So those are some of the signs. So let's cap this up real quick. Twin flames are more about pushing each other to grow, which brings me to the stages of the Twin Flame journey. There's, you know, meeting the Twin Flame, the separation so the sparks fly the eagles rise up insecurities and fears and traumas and fights start these all insecurities that got brought up to the surface will need to be resolved for you to mature as a couple so that's when that divine comes in and splits you guys up then there's the stage that I really can't stand it's called the runner and chaser usually the life path number that is leading the journey which would be him would be the runner so there's a runner and chaser stage it's pretty much a trial by fire the less mature partner will play Play the role of the runner, while the more emotional balance partner will play the chaser. The game of cat and mouse can last for days or years. Look it up. So they always say when you chase someone, that energy just makes them run more. I mean, we all knew Casper ran away, but you keep doing that because you don't have self love. And then when you start working on yourself, you surrender. That's the next step. That's. That's messed up right now surrender and dissolution so eventually you just stop you're like this is way over my head i'm emotionally drained like i feel like i ran a marathon with my heart and my emotions and my spirituality and mental with him i'm like i'm done running you want to run go run like i don't even care where you go anymore that's the surrender stage it's a space of acceptance and you open your mind that you might not end up with this person. And then the last stage is oneness. Like I said, as long as free will allows this, the more shadows are dealt with through shadow work, the easier unity becomes. So when you deal with all the shit you need to deal with within yourself, and if you don't want to avoid it and you actually fix it, that's when you're giving the divine a chance to do what it came to do. Twin flame experience little to no conflict after they've been reunited for the final round so all the issues that you guys were having in the relationship it's not going to be the same issues anymore because you both worked on each other without having each other in your life and not only that that fear of rejection is not there anymore because in the surrender stage you opened your mind to being with other people you opened your mind to this person is not my world like i will live without them and sometimes some days are harder than others But you're like, I don't need them. I would want them and I would like to have them, but I don't need them. So when you come into a relationship with that aspect of I don't need to be with you, I'm here because I want to, and you cure all those inner wounds that you have, you're not going to be arguing about the same things you guys argued before because you healed yourself. So the more you heal yourself, the more you're given the chance to end up with your twin flame. But like I said, not everyone has a twin flame only depending on what your reasoning to being in this world is and i do believe that this podcast and everything i'll be doing in the next couple of years is the reason why i'm in this world i'm in this world to speak my truth to tell everyone my story to help people raise their frequency and self-care through my experiences through my heartbreaks because i have people all the time telling me they relate and i mean this message that i just got this girl telling me that she manifested something that she wanted to come true. That's what I'm meant to be here for. And if I end up being with a soulmate instead of my twin flame, I know it'll be nothing less than what I deserve. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any questions about the numerology, I know that one got a little bit tricky. Um, you can send me a message, like I said, on Instagram at my ugly truth podcast, or you can send me an email at my ugly truthpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. An unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast. I'm tired and angry, but somebody should be. Welcome to another episode of my ugly truth podcast. Save me a press.